It's time to jump from the past to the present. Join your hosts, Alan Price and Chris Vint, as they power up and analyze games from today in ORS Reviews. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode... 13 of ORS Reviews. And it's near Halloween. I'm one of your hosts, Alan Price, and alongside me, as always, is... Hello, I'm Chris Vint. Relaxed in his chair, chilling out. Once again, everybody, on his iPhone, because no doubt... uh, No doubt... That's because because you were thinking of, you know, with it being episode 13... It's It's Monday morning. Yeah, that's how I feel right now. What are you on? You're on something tonight, aren't you? I I've had sugar. He's had sugar. He's had a burger. Yep. He's had a chip butty. Uh, yes, 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 and yes. <laughs> and then a party-sized pack of Skittles. Now, everybody, when I say party-sized bag of Skittles, I don't mean the big style. I mean the little tiny packets that you would get for, like, a child's birthday. This wine tastes of chew-its! Close enough, but it it was Skittles. (laughs) We do have Starburst here as well, or as they used to be called, Opal Fruits. Indeed, Opal Fruits. Why are you doing this? I'm just explaining our general uh, evening that we have had and getting well, food. She died when I was a toddler. She used to make me chucky egg. Uh, egg and butter chopped up in a bowl. <laughs> Alright. We'll get on with this, shall we? Yes, we shall do. Okay, everybody. Uh, this is North Norfolk Digital, sustaining and maintaining our core listenership in an increasingly fragmented marketplace. <laughs> just realised I read that from an internal memo. Uh, wasn't for you to hear. Sorry. <laughs> Why? Okay, that, we aren't uh, involved with that. <laughs> no, Norfolk. <laughs> no, we aren't. Uh, we aren't part of Norfolk Digital. Uh, this is Operation Red Shock, episode thirteen. Why I'm here, I don't know, because I'm a suspicious so and so, or suspicious, suspicious so and so, or superstitious even. <laughs> yeah, I'm suspicious. Mm, to almost <laughs> I'm so suspicious. Um, I need to check your bags before you leave my house. Excuse me. He's <laughs> suspicious. Rephrase that. Okay, um, on this episode of ORS Reviews, we have two games to talk about. Ooh. Uh, two. Um, one is out, one we have played. One is a preview of a game that is out very, very soon at the start of November, isn't it? Second. Second of November. Yes. End of October in America. Because we get them on Fridays, you get them on Tuesdays. Yes. So, first one up, the game that is currently out, yes. is, and wait for the fangirl scream in the corner, Resident Evil 6. That was Chris clapping everybody, just so you know. Move hands away from microphone. <laughs> and our second game on the show will be our preview game, which is WWE 13. <sighs> Trying to see if I could find Austin's music quickly. And um, I must say, I think we're going to have to take a wee break between uh, reviewing Resi 6 and then going into our WWE 13 um, section, just so we can put a little bit of audio in from the discussion. Yeah. Yes. um, uh, The discussion between uh, CM Punk and uh, Stone Cold. No, not him. That's at the Rumble. Oh. You never know. You know, I think if that happens at the Rumble, I think Punk may win and then we'll get a rematch at WrestleMania. <laughs> yes, I wish him, but no. <laughs> it's not going to happen, sadly. Those were three songs just picked at random, folks. I'm sure they were. They were. Right. Shall we get stuck in? Oh, yes. 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 With Resi 6. Yes? Yes. Yes. Okay. So, it was uh, in development since 2009. God. Has it really been in development that long? Uh, yeah. It's weird. We'll have to remember it, because like, it has actually been longer than we think since Res E5 came out. 
Um, which was the game, as everybody will know, that got me rather addicted to Xbox, because me and Chris were just... We played it reasonably non-stop for quite a period of time. Yes, and I had to try and beat Wesker 27 times at the end. <laughs> we were better in this game, though. Yes. What was it? You died only 11 times or something? 10, 11? And then I found uh, trouble in one of the story modes, trying to climb up things. That's right. <laughs> so it's all even, really. Um think the main thing we'll uh, hit on first with this game is um, its slight difference from the last Resident Evil game where in the sense of Resi 5 it was a linear one track story um, you went from mission to mission whereas this one we have three stories and a sneaky little hidden one indeed which one do you want to start with first um, we'll start with Leon to get that out of the road Leon? because that was the one that we decided to do first of all yeah but I didn't get it to complete it so you're not going to be able to spoil it that's okay I'll not spoil it okay go ahead talk about Leon's first well Leon's um, Leon's is more um, classic Resident Evil it's very dark it's It's more zombies yeah it's more zombies whereas with each different with like Chris's the zombies are still there but they seem like they are in the fifth one and you know yeah they're more these sort of Ouroboros sort of kind of not Sort of like kind of planty, serpenty sort of. Yeah, but they, if you shoot their arm, then his arm can turn bigger. If you shoot him a certain way, he can turn into like a flying one, which is pain in the backside. Um, and then um, they're trying to find Helena's sister, that's his uh, partner, um, who Polly's up with. And she has nice trousers. She does, yes. Um, and they're basically trying to find her sister find her sister and she's being mutated and things and then you have to fight her Deborah and a certain person inter inter interlinks interlinks with all three of them which is Ada Wong oh you went spoil everything now no no because she's in trailers and stuff as well okay um so she shows up on all of them and there's a class part wherever in each story mode if you are playing on Xbox Live you can make or Playstation Network um, you can make it that people can actually join your game either as your second player or what you can do is uh, at a certain point you all cross over and you have four players yep. which is pretty cool which I really want to do yeah um, it's not something we've kind of experienced just yet because we were just like we want to do the stories as quickly as possible Yeah. Uh, mind the levels that there is the crossover you can see why there is the crossover yeah. because they seem to be more difficult parts of the game and plus with Resi each each chapter, each story has five chapters, and each chapter takes about an hour, hour and a half to complete. So you know you are pumping quite a bit of information, uh, quite a lot of hours into it. Now I've done the three ma- the three main stories and have the secret one to do. Um, but apparently they are looking to make that co-op as well. Mm-hmm. Um, because at the minute it's not. It's you. I know that's what I thought. Was you're just on your, on your own. Uh, but they are looking to put um, an uh, unknown person um, into it right. um, to make it a full. Um, I might save player. it for them. I've been thinking about it, but it is really hard. You know, the first level is quite difficult to do, mm-hmm. and you're on a boat and so. Like, oh. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, will we switch to oh Jake then? Yeah. Um, well, Jake's. Spoiler alert, if you've not seen the trailers or anything... Wesker is his daddy. Shh, don't tell nobody. And he's partnered up with Sherry Birkin, who was in Resident Evil 2. Who's also quite nice. (laughs) And those two (laughs) basically have a lot more interaction with Chris and Piers than Leon does. The one thing I would say is... I really liked the start of Jake's story. Mm-hmm. Just the kind of the way it was set up, basically, um, you know, to give everybody kind of a brief idea of how it starts. Basically, there's Jake and um, Sherry. Sherry that is there, and there's a group of sort, you know, kind of bad guys. And Jake's kind of been, he was kind of a part of their group, and they're all uh, injected. And uh, basically, all the other guys um, start changing. Um, not for the better, mind. Um, and Jake's sitting there like, hey guys, are you getting like this energy boost that you know you were meant to get? And he's just sitting there kind of chilled out. And all these other guys are just freaking out and changing into zombie folk. 
and he's just like yeah cool and then basically Sherry's like yeah you've got the what was it that you've got the antibodies yeah so whenever she says to him did you take your dose and called yes I did whenever he's playing with the 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 wee, like tube orange injector, thing yeah. and then he's like Mm-hmm. but I do I really really like his character it is pretty cool um, in comparison to Leon's for me Jake's campaign it's Jake's campaign reminds me a lot more of Resident Evil 3 Nemesis because mm. in that you'd be walking along and the Nemesis would walk through a brick wall yeah. and then chase after you mm-hmm. which is the kind of thing with that Ustanek or Us- whatever Ustanaka or something. Uh, whatever way it's pronounced it's crazy. Um, is he keeps appearing all the time, which kind of reminds me of that. Mm. So, um, and you're split you've, up a lot more in Jake's campaign, I think. Yeah, you've got Leon's, which is more classic Resident Evil, like Resident Evil 1. You've got there, Jake and Sherry's, which is more Resident Evil 3. And then Chris's, for me, would be more Resident Evil 5, where yeah. it's the more action packed. Mm-hmm. Um, but. We'll get on to Chris's in a minute or two, but Jake's is Jake's is quite good. The one thing I did not like about Jake's was that snow level. Yeah, the one thing with Jake's story that really, really lets it down, isn't it? The second chapter. Yeah. Um, you are in this sort of mountain place, and there is literally a full blown snowstorm going on, and we're not talking these sort of ones that you would expect in a normal game, where it's this sort of light sprinkling of snow in the air you know blowing across the screen and all this would literally be like what it would be to be in a blizzard you can hardly see anywhere in front of you and you've got enemies coming at you from left right and centre and these there's these crazy zombie killer birds as well yeah. which grab you and fly into the sky and you're like you damn you um uh, I was the case of at one point Chris was over in the other side of the map and he's like where do I go and I was like and I ran and got to the right place and I literally had to run the whole way right to be honest with you that's again. what I had to do whenever I play with Jake from Carlton Warehouse the exact same thing happened <laughs> but one thing obviously which makes Jake's um, different from um, Leon's is the driving mm-hmm. the snowmobiles and the motorbike mm-hmm. um, which obviously you have a little bit on Leon's whenever you're in the police car. Yeah. Um, but only lasts a minute or two. Yeah. And this here is like a full level. Yeah. Um, which is quite nifty. Uh, just a word of advice, everybody. Um, never get on a motorbike with Chris Vint. <laughs> Why? He had one more because death than you, I did. you crash into trucks. It's not my fault I didn't grab the flipping skid of the helicopter. <laughs> well, that's not my fault. It was nothing to do with me. I know, but you killed us about another 20 times. Well, 20, right. sorry, 20 that's times is an exaggeration. Okay. I'm just saying, you know, like if it had clipped, it wouldn't have had any major accidents, <laughs> but no. But no, I enjoyed Jake's one. Mine, a lot, there was a lot of quick time events in Jake's, especially with that Ustanaka or whatever yeah. it was. Because uh, in that second level, there's like a drill thing and you have to like, ugh, that, yeah, that wasn't that fun. one then, whenever the parachute's fallen as well. But no, Jake's story is pretty cool. Um... We'll move on to Mr. Redfields. Um, he's looking a tad different in this game, isn't he? He is, yeah. And Piers... Um, he's looking older. Piers looks like Cristiano Ronaldo. Yeah, there's man love in this game, yeah. everybody. Uh, we're not talking in the you know fullest sense of the word, but there's a bit of bromance going on between these two. Uh, they have each other's back. But this one is the more action of them. Definitely. Um, you know, like it's, it's kind of all like guns blazing kind of thing. Yeah, because you pretty much get every gun under the sun. You get a full-blown assault rifle, you get a sniper rifle, you get a grenade launcher, you get a pistol. Yeah. You know, you get a shotgun. You, you get pretty much every sort of variety of weapon under the sun in uh, Redfield's one. Uh, Chris's is probably my favourite um, campaign, so it is. I just think it's great fun uh, very very action packed very very fast and furious yeah because like one of my favourite levels was you know the level where we run about like the ship place the um, you know the sort of like the wee gondola sort of things oh yeah like the docks yeah Yeah, the docks and you're just you're jumping from boat to boat and all of that it's pretty cool um the (laughs) the boss for Chris's one at the end is pretty crazy Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I got to play as Pierce through uh, the storyline, and let's just say, not to be spoilerific or anything, but if you play as Pierce for like the last level, you won't regret it. It's actually quite a laugh. Yeah. Um, let's just say it's a nice upgrade. Um, 
well, upgrade, downgrade, it's all down to personal <coughs> experience, really, and to preferences. Um, but no, it is very, very cool. Um, and you'll see, if one, if you complete his thing, why I say there was a bit of bromance going on. Go on without me. Uh, <laughs> um, but no, definitely, like Chris is saying, is the more action-packed one. Um, I can't help but always love it when I'm running about with a grenade launcher. Just always reminds me of our time with Resi 5. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Chris, don't go through the door! Well, and Chris goes through the door. That's one thing about playing online with Alan. Alan's very... Alan's the complete polar opposite of whatever he's in the presence. He's very, very quiet. I'm going to... Like, home. Alan, Alan, what? Don't go in there. Huh? And then Alan will die. I am, I am just gung-ho, like, so... Yeah. Um, I'm going to mention the other fact. This game is around my birthday next year. <laughs> Remember? Oh, yeah. Because um, the game starts, and well, depending on if which. If I turn in a zombie, I'll probably forget your birthday. Yeah. So the game does start, uh, you know, in Jake's story uh, back uh, in December of uh, 2012. So technically, you know, future for us, but Merry in the in the game. <laughs> well, it's Christmas Eve. It starts. But in terms of the game in the past, effectively, 24th of December. But um, because we started with Leon's and Chris's and all, um, you start off on June 29th, 2013, and then you progress for the next couple of days across that. So it does cross over my birthday on June 30th. And I was like, ah, that's kind of <laughs> cute. Because uh, you just see uh, there's a level where... Uh, in Chris's campaign where you have to go to an aircraft carrier and stuff like that and it's like hey this is my birthday it's like I'm going to shoot things at an aircraft carrier um, I'm trying to think shall we talk about the voice actors a wee bit I was going to talk about the bosses well if you um, want to talk about the bosses don't give too much away with them like. obviously as we've talked about with TX's that Ustenek or whatever which, which kind of makes an appearance in that Oh, oh, Chris's was a big, like, lizard thing. That was a big thing that jumped around, that you had to shoot at sides. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, well, not a lizard thing. Like, kind of... It's weird. It's hard to describe. Well, not to spoil for that one, but uh, Leon's one's a big spider, um, which is probably... I had to actually go on the YouTube to see how the big... Because I didn't have any... I didn't have anyone playing in my campaign, so I had to see how to defeat it. I was just like, oh, right, that's what you do. And it's really shoot his legs off. Uh, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> See, torture of a spider. Um, but yeah, f- for me, that the boss in the Chris campaign, it was annoying at first because you couldn't climb. Oh no, not not that one. Oh yeah, I know what you're. Ta- I know what yeah, because I couldn't use herbs or anything like that. That's part of the whole upgrade in regards I to could. Pierce. I know you could. Yeah, uh, <laughs> heal myself. But uh, no. Bosses definitely haven't been as bad as what it was like for us to try and figure out Wesker in Resi 5, I'll tell yeah. you that. Um, and Wesker in the um, download content as well was an absolute pain in the backside. Oh god, that was not fun at all. No, that, that the, the download content was terrible in my opinion just for what you had to do. Not as not the gameplay or anything, but just it was just like, oh, this is kind of mundane. Um, We'll talk about the voice actors in this. Um, Leon S. Kennedy is voiced by Matthew Mercer, who is also known for... Tigra. Tigra from the new cancelled Thundercats. <laughs> cancelled Thundercats. Um, Roger Craig Smith is Chris Redfield, who also voices Ezio Auditore from uh, the Assassin's Creed games, but also... Sonic the Hedgehog. What? And he is now going to be oh, Redfield. Sonic the Hedgehog could kick your ass. But he's also recently been announced as the voice of Captain America in the um, Avengers uh, cartoon that is coming out next year. So um, God, next year. That's a really? that's a hell of a combo of characters that you do. You um, do Mr. Redfield, the BSA agent who goes and shoots and kills zombies. Um, you're the voice of a hedgehog that has lightning speed and wears sneakers. You are the voice of uh, an Italian Renaissance assassin, and you're now going <laughs> so to you're be going to say plumber. So you're like, what is it, Mario? <laughs> and he is now going to be the voice of Captain America in Avengers. Um, so so far, a reasonably uh, good uh, cast of voice actors. 
then Ada Wong is voiced by Courtney Taylor. Uh, that voice may be familiar to some because uh, that was the lady who voiced Jack in the Mass Effect series as well. So, yay. Jack, mate. <laughs> Um, then obviously we kind of go sort of into the minor sort of cast there so um, I just wanted to really talk about the bigger names there anyway no worries <sighs> I'm taking a breath there okay <coughs> shall we round it up and uh, well, give our final opinions and give it a score well I was going to say about the different editions that in the UK you have just a normal edition you have a steelbook edition which is no different from the normal edition and then you have the lovely Biobomb edition, which I have, which is up there. Chris paid a lot of money. Which um, you get like a hooded sweatshirt. Um, you get like a emblem thing that's signed by the developers, one or the other. There he goes, he's away. <gasps> uh, um, <laughs> pardon me. Well, signed by Hiroki Kobayashi, Yoshiaki Hirabashiashi, and Yoshitatsu. Ichiro Sasaki. You're doing very well with that. Yeah, well, um, that's probably wrong. Um, <laughs> and then you get an art art book, and you get a steel book, and that was 130 pounds. What? Yeah, but the lucky um, Americans got um, for the Xbox. You get Resident Evil Four, Resident Evil Code Veronica, Resident Evil Five, the extra editions in Resident Evil Six. Whereas for the PS3, you got Resident Evil One. To six, I really Ooh. wanted to get that. I yeah. was that, that I was really tempted just to get a PS3 for that. I'm still am tempted to get a PS3 for that, but just get yourself a wee 12 gig now. Oh no, oh no, oh well, well, we'll carry on talking. I'll show what I mean. You can show me after break, okay. well, during break even. Um, but yeah, that's you know a lot of people were complaining about the camera and stuff on I the personally that if there was one pet peeve I would have it would be the camera yeah. though because sometimes that camera really did have a mind of its own you'd yeah. be trying to run one way and it would go flip that's know. like in Chris's one where we were trying to climb up the ladders and it's like where do we go yeah. oh too late we're dead it's a case of in like Chris's campaign you know where you're say running away from a boss or something like that you know, you're running along, along a straight path and you're like, yep, the camera will just stay where it is, this is fine. And then it just randomly changes it to the side. So as a result, you actually need to change the direction you're pointing on the stick. And like literally, if you don't get it right in a split second, you're going to end up getting killed by the boss. And it does get frustrating a few times though. But you kind of get used to it and know when to expect it. Yeah. I find with Resi. What is it? This game contains explicit scenes of violence and gore. Okay, let's see that here. Let's have a look. Do excuse the interruption in your programming. Chris is has Resi on his tablet. Very good. Resident Evil Two. So I can actually just plug in a PS3 controller and then play that on that. Oh, very cool. This is pretty cool. Okay, you can move it away from the microphone. No, I was waiting to see if he went. He's not. I don't think he is, Chris. No. Right. Resident Evil. No, Resident Evil 6 sounds better. <laughs> it does. Um, right, we'll round this up with our final thought, as Jerry Springer would do. <laughs> For my final thought. Uh, and give our scores. Now, what I will say, really, really fun game. Really, really enjoyed it. Um... You can see the amount of effort they put into it because some of the, you know, some of the graphical work now. Resident Evil's never been the most astounding graphic game, but it is a very, very good graphic game. Um, it does. Like we like we were loving the scenes, like in Leon's campaign. Uh, you're running through a cemetery and it's raining, yeah. and the way the clothes of both Leon and Helena. Um, actually start getting shiny and wet looking and all of that sort of thing so you're like well at least there was a bit of effort in because in some games they're just like oh yeah you're in the rain don't worry about it and it didn't else. suffer from like in the yeah, the like demo 5, yeah. it didn't suffer from the tearing you know like yeah. the line because I actually thought there was something up on my TV but I it, remember that initially. it didn't um, didn't suffer from that and I was really really happy with that because it does you know like it maybe only happens you know a few times when you're you know watching the cutscenes in Resi 5 but it did take away from it yeah um, 
the only main kind of gripe I have is that camera. So, you know, it's not that big of a thing. You do get used to it. So, if you are into your sort of horror games, it's not solely a horror game anymore. It is sort of, you know, just an action game. You can go into this and just go nuts because the likes of Chris's campaign yeah. like we said it's an action style. and then you have two other modes you have your mercenaries which is basically your ho- horde mode oh yes, yes and yes. then you have your agent hunt yeah <laughs> which is basically you're a zombie and you can infiltrate other people's games oh, so and much then fun. it's just it's it's nice to be in people's games but you are the opponent mm-hmm. so it's just like you could be some guy with a flashlight you could have a gun you could be one of the zombies that splits in half and then you're just crawling after them or you could just be running after them and go but it is terrific fun it is quite fun it is quite fun um, mind it does get frustrating when people just keep trying to run away from you and you're, yeah, like, and you're like come no. here and because the zombies aren't particularly fast you, yeah. hit, you hit the attack button about two seconds later it's like and it's and like they're the on the other side away. of the map now and you're like I, like, I just want zombie hugs and eat your brains right score time now this uh, Resi 6 got some damning reviews from a lot of you know, reviewers, mm-hmm. and it's again. I'm going to pull this round to the simple words: "Call of Duty." <laughs> These are the same reviewers that turn round to us all and go, "Call of Duty, blah, 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 ten out of ten No, Call of Duty. Any Call of Duty is never a ten out of ten, or even a nine out of ten, in my opinion. Now, don't get me wrong, Call of Duty. Yeah, it may be a decent game, it may be a bit of fun, but nowhere in the history of anything does it deserve such a high score. And these are the same reviewers that give that a 10 out of 10, and then turn around and think they're absolute smart mm, marks. Yeah, uh, and decide to give Resident Evil 3s out of 10, and 5s out of 10, and 6 out out of 10s. That's not on, in my opinion. And most of them can only warrant those scores because of the camera. I think that's being extremely damning yeah. to give a 3 out of 10 to a perfectly enjoyable and fun game simply because the camera can act up every well, now and again. You think, but you think of, it, was maybe, it was maybe one one time a campaign that that actually happened. Mm. It wasn't persistent. Yeah. You know, whenever we're doing the driving part when, or yeah. things like that. It wasn't like you were standing in a spot shooting and then the camera decided to do a complete another no. 180. No, it wasn't the case of that, so I don't you know. Personally, it was I don't understand. It was just myself. something a wee bit pernickety at times, but not enough to damn the whole game. Mm-hmm. It's a simple case with this is all these main reviewers have gave it, you know, well, most of them even um, gave it, you know, reasonably low scores. But every single person that I have spoke to or you have spoke to. Mm-hmm. Who has been playing the game have really been enjoying it. Yeah, simple as it. The one thing, apart from the um, camera, another thing I would want to change would be the split screen on the same TV. Yeah, the split that screen is a wee bit ridiculous. Um, it's like squinting. You're like I Err. played with Natalie, and we had to finish that campaign. I was like. I had to say I can't play anymore because she actually had to move her chair forward because it's that hard to see. I would prefer that you either had the split screen, you know, half and half, or you had it down the middle, not, or not you, diagonal, or the cameras panned back a bit, and then you're both on the same. You know, like you know, yeah. when Lego Star Wars, you're both or on the same screen, yeah, like that. that. You know, like if it works for Lord of the Rings, then it should work for Resident Evil. But yeah, that's just me being nitpicking. But like, if Destructoid gave it three out of ten. Uh, G4 gave it 2.5 out of 5 so that's 50% Edge gave it 6 Eurogamer gave it 6 well that's not bad Edge is normally the one that you know they are pretty bad Um, you know like what was it they give something they give something that was really really big they give it like 3 out of 10 Mm -hmm. I can't I think it was Raccoon City they Mm -hmm. give 3 out of 10 which is as much as it pains me to say it was kind of pretty justified because it's such a short game yeah Raccoon City was very very short and whereas this is the complete polar opposite whereas uh, other um, uh, other uh, publications uh, like um, 
Games Radar gave it 4 out of 5 stars. Games Trailers gave it an 8.8 8 out of 10. IGN, even, who are usually notorious for being dodgy in the score department, uh. that that is one of the ones that are normally very Call of Duty, I love you. Um, they gave it a 7.9, so effectively call that an 80%. Yeah. Uh, official Xbox Magazine UK gave it an 8. PSM gave it a 9. So a lot of the official places you know, gave it reasonably good scores. Famitsu, you know, the main magazine in Japan, yeah, that's so 39 out of 40. Well, that's, I mean, they've only given, what, about 10, 40 out of 40, and about so... seven of those are Mario. <laughs> <laughs> I think seven of them are Mario and, like, Pokemon two or are Pokemon something. or yeah. something like or that. Zelda. Yeah, Zelda's probably in there as well. Um, but for me, I would probably have to give Resident Evil 6 an 8.5... Plus one for me, 9.5. 9.5? Yeah. But that's probably because you're uber fanboy. This will be like whenever we're sitting down and we're doing a review for Assassin's Creed. I'll be like, I'll be going, ah, yeah, it's good, 7. And you'll be going like, oh, 9.6. Oh, <laughs> brilliant. Um, no, that's, that is the thing. It's, you know, we all have our favourite uh, franchises. This now. was the game that I was really, really looking forward to this year. And it did not disappoint. Mm-hmm. Very much like whenever I got... Very much like we discussed Transformers. And yeah. we were really pleasantly surprised yeah. by that. Which is always good to find. Um, another review which will be coming up on another podcast. Will be do with a certain fighting game. Um, and really, really pleased with that. But there hasn't been a lot of letdowns this year, I don't think. No, there hasn't been a great deal at all. No, that's the thing. And, I there's, think and there's, been more, there's been more pleasant surprises. Yeah. I think with the likes of Sleeping Dogs and Dishonored, that there's been a, quite a few um, sleeper hits. Yes, you know that they've um, really been snuck up on. I mean, Sleeping Dogs is prices dropping reasonably quickly because it kind of got. Uh, I think that's because a lot of people bought a lot of stock in, and yeah. then the the demand for it kind of wavered. And, and then I think the word got like that was shorter than people thought it would be, and all yeah. that sort of stuff. Um, but yeah, so I give it an 8.5. Chris gives it a 9.5, which gives it an aggregate score of 9 out of 10. I'm happy with that. Congratulations, Resident Evil 6. You know we've been harping on for about half an hour now about Resident Evil. Well, that's fine. I could talk about it a bit more, but we'll not bore the listeners. I know. We won't bore you any further with our uh, Resident Evil 6 ramblings. Just know that it is a very, very good game. Put it on your Christmas list, uh, if you haven't bought it already, obviously. Um, so we will go to a little break. And Are we going to um, listen to three people talk about a certain game? Uh, we are going to listen to three people, um, more so two of the three, but... Um, what? I said more than likely two people more than three. Okay, well, I'll just go to sleep here. Okay, then. I see what you did there. Um, so, uh, we'll go to the break and let you have a listen to the past and the present and technically probably the future as well for a while anyway. Um, so enjoy a little CM Punk and uh, Stone Cold Verbal Sparring and we'll be back with a preview of WWE 13 after the break. Steve, do you get tired of being asked that question? What if... What if Stone Cold actually stepped in the ring with CM Punk? It'd be an interesting damn sight to see. Yep. Because in today's system, CM Punk is vaulted to the top of the WWE. He's got championship gold right there sitting in his lap. I think he can go higher than he has before. I think he just needs to be pushed and prodded, which is exactly what Stone Cold Steve Austin could do. I think I could get under his damn skin... And I think he'd show a bigger mean streak than he has in the past. And I think if anybody could get the best out of CM Punk, it's Stone Cold Steve Austin. And I ain't sitting here blowing a bunch of smoke up your ass because you're five feet from me. That's just the way it is. What if? What if? Yep. It would be interesting. I don't think there's two more disagreeable people in the world who also have a tremendous amount in common with each other whether whether he wants to admit it or not do people want to see it yeah i think so and people can see it they can play it in the video game wwe 13 and the funny thing is is i see him over there 
Steve, I see you looking at this. You know, I'm not looking at your watch. I don't want your watch. I don't want anything you have. But I see you. I see you looking at my title. So what if? What if? The whole reason the damn thing is sitting in your lap right now because I hadn't gone after it. But if I ever decided to go after it, some would be in my lap. Really? You think so? I think we all know so. I disagree. I, I think if Stone Cold got in the ring with CM Punk, I think it's another, it's another W in the column for CM Punk. Mm. I, mean, of I course, disagree with you, son. Of course, Jim, we're just talking about video games. Of course. Of course. But video game, we're in a real 20 by 20 ring supplied by WWE. 5, 10, 15, 20, 30, 40 minutes. It don't matter to me, punk. At the end of the match, your belt would belong to Stone Cold Steve Austin. And that's the bottom line because I said so. What if? Well, I guess I'll just leave it at this. May the best man win. Oh, I would. I damn sure would. And welcome back from the break, everybody. Oh, poop. Ah, you and up, you and up, you and up. That's that's for you, Hayley. Um, So, yes, we hope you enjoyed the little verbal sparring session there between Stone Cold Steve and Austin. Can I say that that was probably one of the best promos that I've seen this year? That wasn't on t- and it wasn't even on TV. Yeah, um, I was listening to an interview uh, last night uh, between uh, Paul Rosenberg and is it Paul Rosenberg? Rosenberg's his surname anyway, and Paul Heyman, uh, and he was asking Heyman about you know how did that come about, and it was originally actually just meant to be uh, Heyman sitting down and interviewing Stone Cold Steve Austin. All right. For the video game, um, but. That was obviously because it's actually Heyman's company. He, you know, the way he does Heyman Hustle and all of that sort of yeah. stuff. He actually has a production company, like a PR company, mm. and he's actually done for the past couple of years the viral marketing and the marketing for the WWE video games. Well, I know he wrote the um, the storylines. Yeah, for he's been he's them. been writing for this one and all as well. Somebody um, actually asked me uh, today. Um, well, if you wrote them, do you think the storylines would be good enough? Well, of course they are. Right. Um, but um, he was he was explaining that. Before he even decided to come back to do TV with Punk, he was obviously meant to be off TV again because he was only really meant to be back with Brock. Mm-hmm. Um, he was going to just sit down and do the interview with Stone Cold and all of that sort of stuff. But then obviously he came back to TV with Punk, so he felt, you know, it's a bit out of place for me to be in there because I'm aligned with Punk. It wouldn't be very fair for me to be in there doing that. So he said, why don't I get JR to interview Austin then? And then it twigged and everything fell that the dates they were going to record it happened to be during SummerSlam. So obviously Punk would be in town as well. So then he just turned around and said, well, why why doesn't Punk come along as well? Because he is on the front of the video game. Uh And he rang up Austin and said, hey, Steve, you know, would you be interested in... CM Punk coming along to it and he was like, and he do, does his impression of Stone Cold. Oh hell Cold. yes! Um. I was like, yeah, I'd like to see him, you know, and all that sort of stuff. So that's how it came about. Jr. was your interviewer, and you had CM Punk in one corner and Stone Cold in the other. And as you heard, some of the best promo work in recent memory. Yeah, and I always love that the way it, you know they finish the sort of things where the way Austin always finishes it. 
and they always do the you know may the best man win and Austin yeah. always just goes I will yeah I would or I will yeah yeah it is good but we'll get cracking with the actual information about WWE 13 we'll give a quick burn through the roster shall we yes try and see how quickly I can do this I shall assume the microphone hold on what wait a minute Okay, what yeah. are you doing? No, no. Can I, can I continue? Or what yeah, are you doing? You can continue. Just wait until, wait until I tell you to go. Right, okay. Ready, I'm waiting. I'm you ready? ready? I'm waiting, yes, I'm ready. Go. Okay, Divas, Beth Phoenix, Brie Bella, Eve, Kelly Kelly, Carmen, Nikki Bella, Lita, Alicia Fox, Layla, Natalia, AJ Lee. Oh no, computer load. Computer load. Um, Heath Slater, JBL, John Lornhouse, Zack Ryder, Wade Barrett, Undertaker, Triple H, The Rock, Miz, Great Cali, Sincar, Santino, R-Truth, Rey Mysterio, Randy Orton, Primo, Kofi, Kevin Nash, Kean, Justin Gabriel, John Cena, Jinder Mahal, Hunico, Jack Swagger, Epico, Dolph Ziggler, Daniel Bryan, Cody Rhodes, Christian, Brodus Clay, Booker T, Alberto Del Rio, Seamus Fella, Mark Henry, CM Punk, Chris Jericho, Big Show, Jey Uso, Jimmy Uso, Antonio Cesaro, Yoshitatsu, Drew McIntyre, Ryback, Tensai, you got the guy, Edge, Damian Sandow, Ted DiBiase, David Tonga, Brock Lesnar, Attitude Era. Attitude Era, Chris Jericho, Mark Henry, Mr. McMahon, X-Pac, Triple H, The Rock, Shawn Michaels, Steph McMahon, Shane McMahon, Road Dog, Lita, Ken Shanrock, Kane, Hawk, Godfather, Farouk, Eddie Guerrero, Edge, Dude Love, Christian, <coughs> British Bulldog, Bret Hart, Bradshaw, Big Boss Man, Paul Wright, Big Show, Animal, Mike Tyson, Stone Cold, Undertaker, Mankind, Gold Dust, DDP, Chainsaw, Charlie, Bill from Bill Brian Pillman Val Venus Gangrel Grandmaster Sexy Scotty Hardy Rikishi Hunter Hearst Helmsley Vader Trish Stratus Cactus Jack Billy Gunn 1 minute 15 that's not bad that wasn't bad <laughs> might I say my foot yeah <laughs> so that's a pretty stacked roster if that I must say very very um, stacked right what we'll do is I'll bring up all here and we'll quickly focus on the main ones that I'm looking forward to Charles no, I doubt he's going to be in ring, surely. What about Mark Henry and his funky hat? I know. <laughs> it's quite funny. It's not. It doesn't even look like a sexual chocolate, Mark Henry. Cause that's no, the that's the nation. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying, because they've been promoting sexual chocolate as well. <laughs> that's sexual chocolate. It's dude, just weird, like, whenever you see, like, Triple H side by side, The Rock side by side. Yeah, and there's 04 John Cena. He doesn't look that different, though. He no. just has the chin. And then, obviously, symbol. there's a lot of people up in arms because, you know, the attributes John Cena is 95. He actually ranks above Attitude Era, Stone Cold, Rock. Seriously. Seriously, yep. He's That's the highest attribute. He's actually more... Sure, he's not higher than Undertaker. Yep. Let me he see. Is. Where's Undertaker? I'm just clicked on him. I'm just bringing up his page. What are your attributes, Undertaker? 93! I go and click on Cena. Are you joking me? Even no, obviously not. not, o- not I think O four is high but enough. Let's see what's O four, Cena. This is going to be quite ridiculous, you know. Ninety one O four Cena was never a ninety one. I'm sorry. <laughs> right, let's see where it is. We'll put just superstars on because then we'll get there's normal John Cena. Okay, let's see what we've got. <laughs> ninety six. Are you joking? I understand he's Superman, but come on, he's not techni- he's not technically better than the Undertaker. Apparently Swagger's quite high up. Apparently Swagger's uh top eighties. Seriously? Yep. Let's see what a early Triple H is, shall we? He's probably quite high. Ninety two. But that was attitude era when it isn't Hunter Hurst. Oh, pardon me. But um Right, uh, nobody in particular from the first time. Mean, it'll be cool to have Attitude Era Jericho back though. Um, a wee bit of clothesline from Hell Action with JBLs, a good idea as well. Lovely later. Mm-hmm. Um, no, not X Pack, please. Unless he comes with the. Uh, I think. You know, you're dealing with the X Factor. I music think they've for me. captured. I think um, Steph looks really, really lifelike there. You know, they all look that's very the, much the like their. That's the way I love that WWE have been going the last couple of years with these guys is they are you can clearly tell it's computer animation but it looks so close to realism yeah. you know real life I think what they probably do is whenever Mattel get them for the head scans for their figures they I think they probably on, do yeah. them at the same kind of time um, then you Wade Barrett will probably be pretty cool mind his finishers change so you know um, you've still got Undertaker you've still got Triple H um It'll be cool to have The Rock as a full-blown character now. I wonder if they're going to have The Miz as... You know, like what, every time Miz comes out, Miz, to me, looks like a chipmunk or a beaver. He, looks like his, duck, he has duck face. His teeth never look right, so mm-hmm. I hope they've got him right. Yeah. 
Um, Sean looks a wee bit angry there, doesn't it? Yeah, doesn't he? That's <laughs> heel, Sean. Probably. Yeah, that's. that's um, does Sim Cara's moves come with um, botches? You uh, never know. Set? See you if know, I, like, see if see if I was like a guy that did the coding for WWE 13. I would slip something in that you know every you know even be at a hundred moves you would do a Sin Cara over a couple of matches just every 100th move oh, he caused a botch yeah, or something like that you go up the that. top rope to do your move and you fall off and you know there will be people who will just make YouTube videos of them oh, probably yeah it'll be quite funny um, uh, I'm looking forward to Road Dog being it all because you're no, going to be able, you wouldn't know because you'll be able to do him and Billy Gunn you're and all. better call somebody <laughs> Uh, there's another leader as well. There's two leaders. God, I forgot about him. Ken Shamrock. Ken Shamrock, yeah, from Attitude Era. That'll be Chris Hill very happy. You've got both got Attitude Era Kane and Current Kane. Mine, Current Kane looks like he has his hair and rollers up the top there, doesn't he? That's the one person to me who does not look right is Eve. Let's have a look, Eve. But that's because she's trying to be her there. moody. That's her trying to be her moody. I think heel. she looks more leader there. Mm. And she does Eve. I, I think the Eddie would looks because that's attitude sort of era Eddie where he was kind of a wee bit still. Is that Jake Roberts there? No, that's early Bradshaw dude. Oh right, okay. That's really early Bradshaw. That's before even that's, APA Bradshaw. Yeah, that's like uh, uh, what's called something Hawks or something. Uh, I know who you, I know what you mean. Ziggler's one looks pretty cool. Yeah. I wonder what's his stats. It'll probably not be that high because he keeps losing recently. Same with Cody, I'd imagine. Let's see. 89, that's not bad. I think he's tied with Ziggler. Or uh, Swagger, sorry. That is not bad at all. Big um, boss man. God, it's the 2000s boss man see, as well. I'm going to be shocked here. What's Boris Clays? He's probably going to be a mid-idiot, I guess. 87. God, what? His signature move is the A-Funkit. <laughs> yeah. Is it not just a big body splash, really? Um, British Bulldog will be cool to, because I'm sure they'll have done something pretty cool is this the, the first time show. we've got Del Rio in a game no I think 12? no I think Del Rio was in 12 yeah um, what if Mike really Tyson starts <laughs> oh it'll be quite funny I'm sure it won't be that high 98 89 <laughs> he's tied with Ziggler are you joking me yeah um, Mike Tyson I wonder what Jericho is he's probably a low night day I guess Let's have a look. He's 90 on the dot. So he's only one better than Ziggler. Uh, but I suppose that's probably because in his last kind of run in WWE, he lost so many matches. Yeah, and his music and stuff. Um, lovely Layla. Oh, I can't click on her page. <laughs> oh! Because she's DLC. Let's see, what's Punk, I wonder? That's a good pick. That's a good one of Punk. That's a good one of DDP as well. 95, so he's only one behind Cena, so mm. he's more than Undertaker. Mm, tasty. Not too bad. Are you wanting to know next? I was, no, I was just saying that's a class picture of DDP. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. It's Goldust. Oh, it's not going to let us click on the Ryback's page because he's probably going to be on like 100. No, that's because you have to feed him. Oh, I can't see Tensai as well. His stats will be down to like 70 by the time <laughs> the game comes out. <laughs> yeah, oh, look at Rikishi. Yeah, man. He'll probably be the lowest. Uh, Trish looks pretty good. Yeah, Trish is definitely attitude here. Trish there for sure. By yeah. The looks of it. Um, and then you've got David Otunga and Billy Gunn's forehead looks a bit insane. That's the only one that doesn't look kind of in the real department. The Cactus Jack one there. It looks like they went really cartoony. No, well, like a Billy Gunn. Mm, well, Billy Gunn's always kind of cartoon character looking. I wonder if it's the one Billy Gunn. Or the uh, Chuck and, or, or the Chuck and Billy. Yeah. Where's Jack Swagger? I saw Jack Swagger. I want to see, just see what the stats are, because how with his run of form towards the end, he is in a high 80, like, oh, there we go. He's an 87. Right, anyway, we've talked about the roster and blabbed on enough. Right? That, was, that, was, that was just random, incoherent, mumbo-jumbo there. I can only apologise, everybody. We were kind of talking amongst ourselves, really, there. Um, but, yeah, WWE 13... I'm looking forward to it graphically in terms of the main part of the game. It doesn't look that advanced comparison to last year either. I think it's one thing that these games have kind of, in my opinion, stalled when it comes to improving graphics. Whereas every sort of be it a sports game or stuff like that seems to have continued to take strides and take strides. Whereas for me, I think personally, number one, they still can need to continue to improve the look of the crowd. The crowd for me still just looks exactly like it did 
back in the day in the sense of you know they may have upgraded the sort of the way they look the graphics and all that sort of stuff over the years but they still have that weird sort of oh shake the sign in the air sort of motion um and they look like robots and stuff so it does yeah it doesn't look and when have you ever seen a WWE crowd act like that on TV on like Raw because I guarantee you in no time they would be getting shouted at they will be doing that whenever we go to Raw Mania and Raw everybody will be hyped up that will happen because that's Wrestlemania no I'm bringing the sign I'm doing that and then just sitting down sat up again doing that and and then getting slapped by the person behind you saying (laughs) sit down (laughs) yeah I'm punk all the punch me in the face (laughs) but um that's one thing I think definitely needs improved and just the general graphics of even the superstars one, as well one thing I would say would need improved would be the um, offline career mode mm-hmm. this one looks pretty cool the fact that mm-hmm. you know like you've got you've got like the attitude era to go through which is brilliant and they've got uh, kind of wee uh, extra challenges in it so obviously before that yeah, it were like a WWE 12 you had Road Wrestlemania which for me isn't particularly that groundbreaking and Another thing I would want is online co-op. Why can't you form a tag team? Why can't that you be Dolph cool. Ziggler, maybe Cody Rhodes, and then we have... Yeah, the co-op, you know, like a co-op story. Yeah, yeah exactly. and then you do that and you unlock that. That's one thing that you cannot do. You can uh, do, like, uh, you know, obviously have matches and stuff, but you can't do an actual career mode, yeah. you know, with somebody else. Or what if I was to play, like, as the Attitude Era, as, like, The Rock... Mm-hmm. And somebody interrupts my game with Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah, that would be a cool idea. Yeah, you know, I know something I get where like that from. Um, but talking of the Attitude Era mode, um, from what I've got here, yes, thank you for um, letting me see the birdie. Um, children, don't ask your parents what the birdie is. It's a big bird from Sesame Street popped in to say hello. I didn't know he talked like that. <laughs> hello, I'm Big Bird. I'm from Sesame Street. Can you tell me how to get to Sesame Street, please? I got lost. <laughs> you definitely got lost, obviously, for a long time to change your accent. <laughs> um, so, uh, when it comes to Attitude Era mode, it is 65 matches spread throughout a two-year season, um, allowing the players to play through a variety of storylines. In turn, the player will switch superstars as they complete storylines. Uh, hence, the mode is divided into chapters of various lengths. Within chapters, players are given a chance to play through eight oh, different characters or entities. That means I'll play as friggin' Mick Foley. Including... Oh. God. The Rock. That's fine. Steve Austin. That's brilliant. Degeneration X. No problem with that. Kane. No problem. The Undertaker. No problem. Bret Hart. No problem. Mick Foley. Yay! <laughs> Bloody brilliant. <laughs> These chapters have been given titles such as <laughs> The Crap One, The Rise of DX, Austin Three Sixteen, The Brothers of Destruction, The Great One, WrestleMania Fifteen, and Mankind. God, I can't believe that I have to play as Mick Foley. Oh dear! Um, it says here uh, the player will not, however, play through every match in the Austin Rock feud. Boo! Oh. But will understand why the two fought against each other. That's a bit poop. We we'll have to play at least a couple of them, dude. <laughs> you have to. Yeah, the same dude. They have to. There has to be WrestleMania Seventeen has to be in there. I am sorry, Austin no, has uh, to face what, Rock what, at what Seventeen. The, what they'll probably talk about is. I'd imagine that they'll probably talk about the Intercontinental mm. ones that they, you know, like whenever Austin took the Intercontinental belt and he threw it in the, um, he threw it in the water. But surely they have to the at least big have ones, one ones like seven, match. seven, yeah. you know, fifteen, seventeen, and nineteen. You have to put in there. Yeah, you have to. Seven, um, at least seventeen for me because that was a defining moment because obviously Austin turned heel at the end of that. Yep. He sold his soul to the devil to Vince McMahon. Why are you trying to slap me? Because that's face? what he did with Vince. He shook Vince's hand saying, and he went that's like not that. Polite. He went like that in Vince's face and went. I'm just saying that's not and, polite. And then he said he wished he had stunned him. Instead. Yeah, he wished he could have called it an audible. Yeah, said I'm going to stun you. You're son of a. <laughs> <laughs> I love when he did that to Vince and he went like, he went like, uh, so here's two you and you just hear Vince. You know, like he goes to kick him, he goes to, <laughs> and then he just takes the stun. Like, <laughs> yeah, I know it is quite funny. Uh, then you've got the creative suite, so you're still going to be able to do the whole sort of design your own Titantron and you know show logo and stuff like that. <laughs> There's going to be crazy things. Do you not going remember on the there. one we did? I'm the one remember. with um, it was 
Triple H, Shawn Michaels, and somebody else. Oh yeah, yeah. Out, like the Spirit Squad going like that there. Yeah, it was it was it Triple H, uh, Shawn Michaels, and Austin. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah, that was quite funny. A funny film we mentioned that in another podcast. Yeah, and then uh, Universe Mode, which was obviously. Um, kind of the sort of single player sort of thing that kind of just went through show by show um, it has now got assistance from Paul Heyman so he's obviously went into this and universe mode isn't going to be a whole string of random just matches generated by the computer now there's obviously going to be some sort of you know kind of story that it follows of some kind at least by the uh-huh. looks of it which can only be for the better in my opinion because um, universe mode was just kind of there in last year's game it was very save it was very like once yeah. you'd done it you were like I don't want to do that again mind the thing is with this game now I'm you know I'll end up getting it I'll end up enjoying you know the attitude era mode and then it'll be done that's what I was going to say and then I'll, you know and then it'll only, probably, and then it'll probably be brought out of you know multiplayer for multiplayer yep. when we're all round exactly you know, going to say that you know so but you know it's an enjoyable multiplayer game I'll enjoy the attitude here. Oh yeah, that'll and um, if you're in listening to this and you um, have a game store near you, um, if you go in and place a deposit, either a five pound deposit for the normal edition, and you get a free CM Punk T-shirt uh, while stocks last. Best in the world. And you get Iron Mike Tyson as a download, or there's. I'm the, so excited. Or there's the Stone Cold Steve Austin edition, which has a signature by him and stuff. Um, there'll be one lucky person who actually gets a chance to meet CM Punk very much like Jordan Holloway who um, is a good friend of mine on Twitter is, um, it, is, it, is it me? do I get to meet him? no and, you'll uh, rig it Chris he, um, <laughs> he is uh, hosting a WWE 13 party mm-hmm. where he gets to play it early and invite, invited you know was kind enough to invite us but uh, unfortunately, we weren't able to make it because of flights and timing yeah, and stuff. Timing and the cost of flights really is the bummer. Yeah. Um, but there's going to be download content as always with the game. Your the first pack is an Attitude Era pack, so Rikishi, Scotty, Tuhati, Grandmaster, Sexy, Gangrel, Val, Venus. Second pack is WWE Why is Superstars. That always seems to be Rikishi or uh, a member of Too Cool. That always seems to be one of the first DLCs. <laughs> Uh, in the second pack, WWE Superstars pack is um, Natalia, AJ Lee, Yoshitatsu. Oh, exciting! Uh, Drew McIntyre, uh, Ryback, Feed Me More, and Tensai. You got the guy. We'll have to explain that someday. Um, that pack will also apparently include ten championship belts, in addition to the normal ones, and it'll also contain an alternative attire for Undertaker free of charge. Uh, and then the final pack at the moment is um, You're Welcome in Five Different Languages pack, which is Damien, <laughs> Sa- which is Damien Sandow, Antonio Cesaro, Jimmy Uso, Jay Uso, Brian. Sky Oro! Sugatakai! See what we mean about You Got the Guy? If you didn't get it, go back, listen to it again. Um, so yeah, Damien Sandow. Sugatakai! There you go. You got the guy. Um, Where's second mode? Can I, can, can, I can, can I continue? Yes, huh? Uh, and that. God. Uh, welcome. Uh, you're welcome in five different languages. Pack you've Damien Sandow, Antonio Cesaro, Jimmy Uso, Jay Uso, Brian Pillman, and Chainsaw Charlie. Right. Okay. Ugh, in regards. Ugh. In regards to that. Right. I can kind of get that because obviously, I know Antonio Cesaro was kind of the originator of that. You know, I'll say it in five different languages thing. Yeah. But. You know, Antonio Cesaro, originator, got that. Damien Sando, he's kind of the intellect. He's kind of the intellectual sort yeah, of fella. You're welcome. And in fact, definitely. Yeah, is. and Jimmy and Jay, Samoan, get that. But then where I don't get it is where it goes to Brian Pillman and Chainsaw Charlie. Brian Pillman because he was Canadian, perhaps. Yeah, but he didn't speak French Canadian or anything. He still speak English. Sacre bleu. Sacre bleu. Um, and Chainsaw Charlie because nobody can understand him. <laughs> Um, and then there's the lovely Layla will be free of charge Hello, in that pack Layla. And, well I can understand her being in that because technically she's English oh, so oh, I don't understand Chainsaw Charlie a bit of toddy comes out I am perfectly understandable and then as Chris mentioned you've got the specialist in the you stone guy. No. <laughs> you've got the Austin 316 collector's edition which is pretty awesome we have to take our hats off to uh, Stone Cold if we were wearing hats um, for what was it? It was like forty thousand he signed. 
yeah, for, for, for cards like that, yeah. for his collector's edition that man must have had a sore hand after all that uh, don't take that the wrong way everybody um, I'm sure he was cramping up um, <laughs> but um, it'll no doubt alone will sell out completely because everybody will just want Austin's signature never mind the game um, but yeah I'm looking forward to it it should be reasonably good whether the life of it will last very long is another question. Yeah, but that's the, that's, that's the norm with all of them. It's very much the norm with... Um, I'm sure I'm sure you don't play NHL 13 all the time. No. Well, And it's the same with like FIFA or Pro Evolution Soccer. Yeah. It's only a case of you bring them out whenever you've got friends. Yeah. Right? Well, any, when it comes to like the NHL for me, you know, it'll be a case of you know, I'll maybe play it for half an hour, an hour one day, and then I'll be away for maybe three, four weeks and then I'll mm-hmm. be back out again for another while you know, apart from the initial couple of weeks that it's out um, but yeah looking forward to it should be good um, get yourself a deposit for the Austin edition if you are wanting his autograph because it will no doubt be sold out in no time because uh, this is speaking from experience from when I worked at game when the deposits are gone they're gone you're not going to get one mm. Um and with something like this, you don't kind of want to take the chance. Considering it's it something simple. that I don't know whether I can put down that amount of the money mm-hmm. for. That's the, that's the only thing is because there's so much going on, so many things I'm buying over the next period of time. I'm buying that super crazy mega freedom edition of Assassin's Creed, which is going to cost a pretty penny. Not as much as Chris's Resi, but still a pretty penny. Um, All my scan on just pay for Resident Evil, so that's true. Um, but yeah, we'll be bringing you a review, no doubt, in the very near future in regards to WWE 13. So stay tuned. Um, obviously, we can't give you a score because it's not out yet. Yeah, you're um, welcome. Let's let's give a score out of 10 of our anticipation for WWE 13. I would probably go for a 7. I'd probably go for an 8 because Heyman's involved. Mm, yeah. I wouldn't say that I'm busting a gut and I need, uh, you know, I'm I down there it, first. Yeah. It's not, it's a, you know, it's not Resident Evil. It's not a game that I've, you know, it's a game that's out year on year. Yeah. Um, I think if they were leave it for a couple, of, uh, leave it for a year or two. But it's just that sort of business. Now you're going to get it year on year. Yeah, but then it's THQ, and THQ unfortunately haven't really. It's their it's their main income at the minute now yeah. for THQ. Exactly. Really, I mean, you look last year that you draw, which unfortunately really put them in financial mm-hmm. um, difficulty, and they had to cut a lot of people in their jobs. Very much like our our friends over at. Um, you know, whenever yeah, from the prototype guys, yeah. that was such a shame in regards to that. Yeah. Um, anyway, that is uh, WWE 13 previewed, Resident Evil 6 reviewed. Um, we hope you've enjoyed this um, sort of hour long, of which 20 minutes was. Probably we wanted to rambling. feed you. We wanted to feed you more. We wanted to feed you more. Is it wrong that I'm kind of becoming a fan of Ryback? It's kind of it's growing on me. Goldberg. No. No, apparently Goldberg says that he's happy if people are chanting his name at Ryback. He says that it means that the fans have not forgot uh, forgot Goldberg. And he says, and he's going for the title, and so was I, and kind of, you know, was yeah. happy enough for it. Fair dues. Good on him. But uh, that's been episode 13 <laughs> of uh, ORS Reviews. Hmm. I have been one of your hosts, Alan Price. Hey, you cheeky tit! <laughs> Yes, as always, I have been. <laughs> and also, the other tiki tit in the room is. This is great banter! It really is. I'm Chris Fenton. Thank you very much for listening, and I hope you've enjoyed our Resident Evil and WWE 13. Make sure to stay to WWE.com or THQ.com for more information regarding WWE 13. Don't show off if you can't back it up. Now, can you dig that? Sucker! No, I can't. I can't. I, I was about to say I can't. I was about to say I can't suck it. No, Chris, you can't do the spinner rooney on the floor. Aww. It's not. It's not waxed up enough. Damn. Wax on. Wax off. Um, anyway, everybody, see you next time uh, for episode fourteen of ORS reviews, where we're going to talk about a certain fighting game, but we'll let you think which one it may be because there's been a few out recently. See you next time. Peace.
personality, the cult of personality.